Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 581. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. They're free, including the postage and handling. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. I have a message for you, very strong, mainly uh, uh, Bible reading, and uh, so that you know that I'm not making these things up. As in, I'll be doing some expounding on it. We have some letters and music. Right now, let's uh, get the blessing from the Lord for the program. Father, anoint this program. Anoint me and open the hearts and souls, minds, and everything of people, their hearts, in in our audience so that they can receive the things that you've prepared to use my body, my mouth, to speak in these last hours of time. Lord, I ask this so that their souls can be saved and that the church will be strengthened. Lord, rebuke Satan. Uh, You have done this uh, many times. Like, uh, there's just so many times that you've done this uh, for us, and I just thank you that you keep doing that. Lord, I ask all these things in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone says amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, here is our orchestra and choir. Uh, They were so saved, and you can tell it in their singing, and around uh, 81% of them fell away uh, when we were under duress uh, from the world government. And there's a lot of uh, them that have stayed, and many others, and they say, you know, come on, you know, you people. Because when you come on to us, and you come in a hurry, the Lord will destroy you. And I'm warning you on that because, and I'm going to be reading scriptures tonight that will show you that God keeps his promises, all right? So, um, here's uh, uh, one that we dedicate unto you. It's called... Woe, W-O-E, woe, sinner man. When the Lord starts coming in the eastern skies, he starts coming back to earth again. The Bible says you all are going to be um, praying for God to throw the rocks and mountains on top of you to hide you from the wrath of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Here they are, the Tony and Susan Alamo Christian Church Choir and orchestra, woe, sinner man.
Praise the Lord. That's a promise from the Lord that he's going to be, uh, you'll be able to look up into the heavens, and I believe it will happen in this generation. Be able to look up there and see him coming back to earth again in person. And he's going to have a rod of iron in his hand, and he's going to be shaking it, and his eyes will be blazing. Uh, and uh, people that have uh, shunned his word didn't pay any attention. And when they knew that they were supposed to keep his commandments, that they didn't do it. And so they're going to be praying for the rocks and mountains to fall on them. That's a promise from God. It's going to happen. So there's no way that people can get away from that. It's really going to happen. And we're, uh, I'm bringing this up because we're doing, I'm doing a series here on the promises of the Lord. He promises uh, blessings on those that do what he tells them to do. And then he also tells them uh, he promises curses to those that don't do it. And we've read the promises and we're in the middle of uh, reading some of the curses that he promises also. So God is just full of promises, 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 and they all come true. I remember one time I was praying because a judge in Fort Smith, Arkansas, was taking us to task. Do we have a copy of that track that I wrote? Remember where the uh, tornado came and tore uh, Fort Smith up and tore that judge's office to pieces and tore the arm right out of his uh, sister's, uh, right out of the socket and tore her house down and tore up his office? Okay, these are promises from the Lord. So I called on the Lord, and he promised that he was going to do things to the people that were attacking us. So I prayed, and the Lord checked out, just as he said, and he sent a whirlwind down and destroyed the judge's office. And so I wrote a piece of literature about it, and he uh, quickly repented about it. He's just fortunate that the Lord didn't take his life. Amen? Amen. Okay, we have some letters. Where's the first one from, Sharon? From Ghana, Africa. Okay, let's hear it. Dear precious man of God, the power of the Holy Spirit has given me this great opportunity to write you this letter. How are you? I hope by the kingdom of the Almighty Father that you are fit. I'm also active and in good health. This letter is all about giving you thanks. I've received your precious and powerful Christian items. Thank you very, very much for giving them to me. May our Almighty Father bless and remember you at the judgment. I have some good news for you and your ministry. The good news is that one blessed Sunday after preaching, I decided to start fasting, and during the fast, I had a dream that God was communicating with me, and he told me that the people at a village near us were living a sinful and evil life. So God told me to go there and tell those people how to be delivered from their sins. When God says yes, no one can say no. So me and my members went to this village for one month, and in this village we did many things through your wonderful Bible literature and Messiah books. The people in this village were gambling, worshipping idols, smoking and drinking alcohol, and they didn't know God. We started preaching at this village, and we distributed your items to them, and we won their souls to the kingdom of God. The chief of this village has given us land to build our church on, and I'm very glad because if it were not for your precious and wonderful literature, we could not have done all these things. We're thanking you for your items. 
We are also asking for more because we have many villages near us and we're going to them to win souls to Christ. We hope to hear from you soon. Thank you. Yours faithfully, Bright E.M. from Ghana, Ghana, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Very nice. Uh, do you have another one? Yes. From, it from? from Faisalabad, Pakistan. Okay. Let's hear it. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I introduce myself to all of the world that I began a new life in 1963 by the preaching of the Bible, which is very fruitful. I've written you another letter before, and in answer to my letter, you sent me Bible literature, which I have read, and I have also provided it to other people here who need it too. The literature is very good, and it is showing us the way of life and rest for our souls. It works like a light in darkness. Yes, it shows your hospitality from the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people in the world are taking the way of Jesus Christ and are healed and blessed. I pray that you have a lot more of your literature to give to the people. Amen. I have also received your letter where you said that if I want more literature, you can send it to me. Please send us more literature, and not only literature, but also the CDs to give to needy people without any cost. We also provide to the people the literature without any cost ever. I preach the Bible very honestly. I'm preaching the Bible in Pakistan with your help. Please remember me in your prayers that God will use me as a helpful preacher. The blessings of God to you and all of your staff members. B.J. Joseph from Faisalabad, Pakistan. All right. Praise the Lord. Uh, now we have um, uh, some scriptures to continue on the promises of the curses for people that don't care to be blessed. I know all, all you people out in our audience and everybody in the world wants to hear the smooth things, how that God promises to give you riches and all these things if you'll just tithe money to ungodly uh, churches and yet you just want to know if you can get yourself a, a new house and a new car and send your children, which the Lord doesn't want you to do, send them to universities for... They get drunk and fornicate, and um, all uh, they learn about evolution, and uh, that it's a right to murder your children and things like that. It's amazing how you people in our audience just think that you can do anything that you want and that God is just going to bless you. But you have to read the Word of God to find out what it is that the Lord wants you to do in order for you to do it. First of all, to be saved and have eternal life, which is the Lord promises. And that's the number one promise he gives us. And there isn't anything that we can possibly do to actually have eternal life. Uh, the Lord provides that for us. That we can't uh, do some kind of work here on earth, like temporal or, or just our own choice or selection of work. We cannot... Uh, lead blind ladies or blind men across the street and expect that that's going to buy you eternal life. That's your works. Uh, and we can't uh, feed people and clothe them and house them if uh, and expect that that's going to get us into the kingdom of heaven. These are things that we do after we're saved, but we must be born again of the Spirit. And only Christ was the one that did this deed for us and that work for us and so therefore uh, we cannot by our works uh, earn initial salvation but after initial salvation God has work 
uh, for us to do. First of all, uh, the initial salvation, we die out to the things of this world. We die out to our own work. Because the works that we did before were evil. And the Lord said that he is the one that made it possible for us to be saved. It was through his work that we're saved. But then after we're saved, he then, we die out to this world, and then he resurrects our dead spirit from the dead, and then he lives in our spirit, and we live in him. Him. He is um, the head of the body, and we all become one in this one body that is Christ to do his work. So what he does is he lives in us, uh, those of us who have committed all of our dead works to the death of the cross so that he can continue doing his work in our uh, bodies that have uh, given up, uh, we've given our hearts completely to him, our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then we say, here's our body, use it as you will. Then he says, okay, now take up the cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Let my spirit lead you, guide you, direct you, live in you on this earth to do my work. Your works, if you're saved, are over with. Your works, if you're going to heaven. So what does he have us do? He has us. He says, now we're supposed to learn the word of God. We have to start... Uh, drinking the milk of the word, and then uh, as we keep drinking the word, the milk of the word of God, then we start arranging to eat uh, like the baby food, chopped up baby food, and then we start eating uh, larger chunks of food. A little baby, uh, they can't eat much, so you just uh, people that are teachers must learn to teach them. Uh, or feed them little doses of milk here several times a day because they're not able to take a whole quart or gallon of milk at one time or that much uh, scripture. If they want to feed on the scriptures uh, a lot, that's fine. And then uh, after they drink plenty of the milk of the word, then they start eating the chopped up baby food or strained baby food. And then they go on to start eating meat, strong meat. So we're no longer, after we've been saved for a while, to just keep eating, drinking the milk of the word. We have to go on and grow in the power of God. And he gives us more and more work to do. For instance, he told Peter to go over to uh, this person's house and this person would had, had heard from the Lord too. His name was Cornelius. And he said, now there's Peter, uh, an apostle, is going to come to your house. And I want you to do what he says and tell him, uh, you know, these things. And Peter, I want you to tell him that you saw by a sheet coming down several times from heaven that now the Gentiles can become saved. That had nothing to do with eating uh, different vile things that God never calls food. They're scavengers, and scavengers are not food. What they are is uh, they were symbolic of different uh, 
Gentile nations. Like you're not supposed to have a leopard sandwich or a vulture or eagle sandwich. Those are abominations to eat. They're like vacuum cleaners. You don't have a vacuum cleaner sandwich. Uh, or a hog is like an abomination. They're scavengers to clean up the earth. Uh, like dead things, uh, they die and they fall and to uh, stop disease or to curb it. He has the eagles and the vultures and uh, wild animals like uh, wolves and lions and tigers and all these different kind of vacuum cleaners to clean up the surface of the earth so that uh, we don't, uh, the world is not infested with diseases. And it's the same thing with the ocean floor. Uh, the Lord, uh, people eat shrimp and lobsters and clams and all these things. And um, uh, these are abominations. They clean the ocean floor. There's dead people that have died and they're in the ocean and dead fish that has died. All the fish in the ocean, the good fish that has uh, scales and fins were allowed to eat like halibut and salmon and things like that, trout. But you can't, you're not supposed to eat octopus or uh, these are scavengers or shrimp or lobsters or clams or oysters and things like that. You can pull up a dead body and see all kinds of shrimp hanging off of it and oysters and lobsters and things. And uh, the heathen think that that's really delicious food. I took a bite of it once before I knew what the laws the health laws of God were, and I spit it out. It tastes like uh, iodine, you know, what you put on sores. It's horrible tasting to me. I don't understand. And it's like eating mussels or something when you uh, bite into a shrimp. It's like a tough muscle or something. And I thank God that I don't like them. I'm not hooked on them. I'm not, uh, you know, it's like slimy looking stuff. And they feed on dead things in the ocean, which we're not supposed to eat. I'm not going to eat a vacuum cleaner. And so, but these uh, sheets that came down before Peter, he says, now go and take and consume these nations for me. And I want you to get them to start eating my word and drinking my spirit, my blood. Life is in the blood. And this happened thrice, and so he went to Cornelius. And the Lord uh, tells people what to do. Amen? Amen. And so um, that's why it's so good to be saved, to have the Holy Spirit lead, guide, and direct you as where you're to go and what you're to do. He wants to live in your body and tell you to go here or to go there or get out of here quick. I don't want you to die, and there's people that are after your life, and they're coming here, they're going to be here. You've got five minutes to get out of here. Or uh, this judge, this piece of literature that I wrote was Judgment for Judges by Tony Alamo. You should get a copy of it, and you'll see. This people, these people were saying terrible things, and I don't know what the judge had in mind, but the Lord did. And therefore... Uh, he got cancer and all of, he said, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me in life. This is the worst day I ever lived. Well, right after that, the Lord um, uh, showed him, um, this Arkansas judge, made a statement. 
I'll let uh, you read a little bit of this, okay? We prayed for him. Read it. An Arkansas judge made a statement to the Southwest Times record stating that 1996 was the worst year he had ever experienced. First, his courtroom in Fort Smith and his sister's house in Van Buren blew down in a tornado. It also ripped his sister's arm almost off of her body. Then he lost an uncle and an aunt. Finally, he contracted cancer in his vital organs. First of all, I would like to say that I'm instructing my, Tony Alamo's, church and the churches that I minister to on every continent to pray for the judge to hearken unto the Lord that he might first be saved, then healed. It is very true that there are people in secular government with temporal power. Uh, but temporal power means temporary p- uh, power, but it's a... Uh, not a godly power, it's a satanic power, but God is the sovereign God over all. And these people pray, oh, God bless America, what for? Uh, they're murdering uh, millions of uh, children, babies, and they're attacking, they've taken the Bible out of the schools, and uh, they're doing everything they can to destroy the name of God and the word of God, And why should God bless America? You people pray uh, prayers that are of... uh, There's just no way that God's going to bless America. For instance, we have preached the gospel. I have, and I've sent troops out to places uh, like... um, uh, many cities that uh, that are just cursed right now. For instance, uh, didn't we see something about some city today on the news? Yeah, Atlanta, Georgia, there's a big tornado that came down. And they still are saying that Mother Nature caused it. Let me tell you something. There's nobody by the name of Mother Nature. It was God that did it. They didn't repent. They just keep doing the same thing. And so God came down just like he did in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and tore uh, this judge's office down and uh, gave him cancer and uh, almost ripped his sister's arm out of her socket and tore her house down. And this has happened so many times. We had that happen in Fort Smith, Arkansas, and now it's happened in Georgia. Amen? Amen. And I noticed that CNN, I heard it early in the morning about 5 o'clock, that their building was hit terribly because it's a propaganda organization for Satan. And I noticed today somebody wised him up from the higher up and said, don't be saying that our building got torn down and that there's big leaks in the roof because Tony Alamo will say that we're being cursed by God. And you are. And then on top of that, you're saying on your program that it was Mother Nature that did it. No, it wasn't. God says that he's the one that's going to curse you. It's a promise. These are promises from the Lord. He is the one that's tearing things apart on earth. You clean up the town, and he tears it down and scatters it all over the place. So he's not into ecology, like I mean, especially with towns that have are committing sin on a daily basis. Like New Orleans is totally possessed with the devil. There's voodoo and hoodoo and black magic and every evil thing going on in that city. And they may build it up, but God will tear it down again. You'll see. Amen. This is the promise of the Lord. And it wasn't Mother Nature that hit that uh, 
satanic uh, town, it was the Lord. And they were mentioning uh, dozens of different cities. They said, well, you know, the Lord never hits major cities. Uh, uh, it's rare that uh, uh, they, he does. Or they didn't say the Lord that these tornadoes come into major cities. and the, But they started rattling off a bunch of them that they did. But I've got so many other things on my mind, I can't remember all of them. But some of you people that are living in these cities that have been hit before, you may have forgotten them because we are just naturally inclined to not want to remember the thing, evil things that God sends upon you sinners out in the world. But he does send it down. It's not Mother Nature. Read the Bible and you'll see it's God says that he's doing it. Amen? Amen. He's the one that wrecked New Orleans. And now there's a big other storm coming for uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, and so they're bracing themselves for this one. It knocked the windows out, they were saying, over at the uh, this different television station there, CNN. And it tore their roof apart, and they said, at this very time, the water's pouring through our roof. Now they are told, don't say anything about that. Don't you know that Tony Lama's going to jump on this and talk about it on the radio? It's too late, kiddies. I've already heard it, okay? Too late, and I'm just the one to tell you. Now they mentioned all the other people that the tornado is hitting, uh, but they didn't mention their building now, okay, because they're of the Lord. Huh, right? Okay, then what? Whether they use this power in a just way, in accordance with God's justice and judgment, so that they and their loved ones might be protected and healed, depends on whether or not they keep God's word. If even secular judges are merciful and just in accordance with the justice and judgment clearly outlined in God's word, God will bring them forth also into a large place. Yeah, but you don't see judges like that today anymore. They follow what is the international code of judging people, and it's totally unjust. And so then go ahead. If their prayers are godly, and if the prayers of those who pray for them are godly, God will hear them, answer them, and reward them with his salvation. And if they're not not attacking the house of God, then God will heal them. Then what else? Reward them with his salvation, his healing, and all of the other blessings they, along with the rest of the world, so desperately need today. Right, written in the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. Then what else? It is good to heed the word of God, which states, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. Keep going. If a secular judge or anyone else keeps the ways of the Lord and does not wickedly depart from their God, God will first heal them, then shower them and their families with the rest of his blessings as well. This is because, quote, all his judgments, unquote, are before him. Right, and all of God's ways are judgment. And when he says, I'll send the diseases on you, uh, that's a promise. That isn't only a judgment, but it's a judgment that he promises will come to you. Then what? As God says, for them that honor me, him I will honor. Right. You don't honor me, and I'm going to curse you. All right? Then what? For these and for many other reasons, it is good to meditate on the word of God and govern one's life in accordance with God's judgments. Right. No matter what our position is in life, the word of the Lord 
will have its way in our lives, just as the Lord hath his way in the whirlwind. Right. God is faithful, and his promises are uh, faithful. And you want, you want to know what? It isn't me that made up the judgment. He is the promiser. Uh, it's not me that made the promises. He promised. He's the promiser. And he promises if you don't do good. It's not Mother Nature, that because there's nobody by the name of Mother Nature, okay? It's God. He promises that he will do it, and he doesn't care what you think about it. Okay? He's not... You're, if you're offended, that's too bad. The one that you're supposed to not offend is him, okay? Mm -hmm. Or his people. But the present comfort and repose of an afflicted soul... Um, is gotten by faith. Uh, we have to rely on God and His promises. Amen? Amen. Such. Hence it is true that all believers are out of danger by if or when in the no matter what kind of condition they're in or what kind of peril they're in if they can, um, the, or anything that can befall them or come upon them, yet uh, too many Christians uh, are under fears and dejections of their spirit because their faith uh, acts so weakly uh, on Almighty God. So they just don't have faith in God's word. But have faith in God's word because if you don't, he's going to hit your city or town and tear it to rubble and scatter your uh, stuff all over the place. So this is a warning to Atlanta, Georgia. I've heard that nobody was really uh, killed in this. But uh, buildings were pancaked down. It was a strong... Um, tornado. People were playing basketball and it said they sounded like a herd of elephants on top of the uh, the roof. And the lights went out and the lights were swinging all over the place and went out. And people were running and trying to hide from what? The wrath of God, not Mother Nature. I'm not going to run from some woman. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Or her treachery. I'm, and you wouldn't do any good to try to run from God either. Okay, you could go inside your uh, inside the house, and He's going to come right in through the walls, right to you. You can't run into the house, Amen. Amen. From God, you could run in your bedroom and slam the door and hide under the bed, and He's all of a sudden He's laying there with you and say, "Hi, hello." You can't run from God. Okay, then what? Uh, now, this uh, uh, this goes into some things that the judge did. So, uh, let's read this. Uh, you want to read a little bit more. Go ahead. If those who desire a good life, blessed in every way by God, have kept themselves from iniquity, the Lord will hear their prayers and answer them according to their righteousness. And according to his promise. That's a promise from him. Okay? And then what else? That's his judgment. And his judgment is very good, very true, and, and his promises are true. Then what? According to their righteousness, according to the cleanness of their hands, in his eyesight. 
It is written, With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. Now, if somebody, if uh, the storm came down and wrecked my office and my sister's house and pulled her arm out of its socket and it gave me cancer and everything, that would get me uh, starting to wonder, was that Mother Nature that did all that? No. No, I wouldn't ask that question. I know that God had something against me. Amen? Amen. Something terrible. I'd start uh, uh, interviewing myself in, in, against the Bible with the Bible here and find out if I'm doing anything wrong. Because obviously I would have been doing something wrong. Then what? I'm sure all the judges in Arkansas and throughout the rest of the world know the meaning of the word froward. Those who are froward in the sight of God are those who lead in any direction away from God. They are those who feel God is not pleasing to them. They should take account of their life and measure it according to God's word. Yeah, Though, go into and take account of yourself. Uh, am I doing anything that uh, God says not to do? Yeah, first of all, you're uh, judging that it's all right to murder children, you judges. And lots of you are uh, have terminal cancer and you're going to die. Why don't you repent, you know, and uh, join us and live? And uh, go to heaven instead of go to hell. Amen? What else? Amen. Those who are ungovernable, according to his word, need not look for a pleasant answer to their prayers. This means those who make their decisions without following God's rules should not look for or expect better things for their lives and for the lives of those dear to their hearts. The Lord has like blessed... Like your sister and her arm and her house and your office and your inward parts infested with cancer, then what? The Lord has blessings and curses, and they are given according to God's word. Yeah, chapter 28, Deuteronomy. That's just what we've been doing. Okay, so let's go into chapter 28, Deuteronomy, because we've done the promises of the blessings if you do what the Lord says, and now we're into the curses. If you don't do what he says. Go ahead. Verse 31. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Yeah, you won't be able to have any beef sandwiches. And what else? Thy donkey shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. Verse 32. Right, there was a man... Uh, he owned a place called the Steak and Stein over on um, at Sunset Boulevard, just around the corner from our church at Crescent Heights in West Hollywood, California. And uh, his son was in our church. He was Jewish. And he didn't want his son to be there, so he did everything. He was calling the police and everything to get his son out of that church. And um, all of a sudden, he uh, died. Uh, and uh, on the t table, he, the two doctors were his friends. He says, look, i got to go to lunch. You take him down. Uh, I put the tag on his toe now. You know, let's, uh, uh, let me go to lunch right now, and you go later. And the man said, no, man, you know, I put the tag on his toe. You've you got to do something. You know, put him in the locker down there. And he could hear all this because the spirit of a person remains in the body for a few minutes 
after they die. And he said, no life science. And so he, he, he prayed to God. He says, Father God, if you let me live, I'll do everything I can to help Tony Alamo and Susan Alamo. And so uh, he just says, I, I pray that in Jesus' name. And here he's Jewish. And uh, all of a sudden, those doctors says, look, there's life science. He's breathing again, and his heart is uh, moving again. So they hurried up and took the tag off his toe. And all of a sudden, I get a call, and he tells his story to me on the phone. Here he was, our arch enemy. And uh, I said, what's the matter? He says, Tony, uh, he said, can I come over to your house and talk to you? I says, what about? He says, well, you know, I died, and I was, uh, uh, they were going to put me in the uh, freezer, and I prayed to God that I'd do everything I could to help you. Well, at that time, we were getting big donations, uh, huge truckloads of bread. And so I, we, he came over to the house, and we let him in, and he told us the whole story. And we said, well, then maybe you'll let your son stay here now. He said, oh, yes, 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 I will. And so... I says, well, you said you're going to help us. What are you going to? He says, I'm giving you. I'm donating a hundred loaves of bread to you. Well, a hundred loaves of bread. We needed bread like we need another hole in the head. We had huge truckloads of it from the Modern Bakery Company in Los Angeles. We'd take a whole truck there, and it was a big truck with the sideboards on it and everything. And uh, so. We didn't say anything about it. We said, oh, okay, that's great, you know. And then he wanted me to do a promotion. He said that Robert Kennedy was not killed by Sirhan Sirhan. He and Mayor Yorty and uh, Walter Winchell and a bunch of people came over uh, to me and wanted to meet with me, and I did, and other dignities too. Ted Chirac, who's still alive, um, and he, who is an actor, and a producer and director, and they said, if you put out, will you put out flyers all over Los Angeles to show the truth of this thing? And I said, sure, you know, okay, yeah, I'm not afraid of uh, them, you know. And Susie said, no, don't do it. And the Lord had told me, listen to Sue. You know, do what she says, so I said, I can't do it. Well, he started attacking us again because I wouldn't do it. I was listening to Sue instead of Mayor Yorty of Los Angeles and um, or the former mayor of Los Angeles and Ted Chirac and Walter Winchell, the big newscaster and all these different guys were coming after me. They're the same ones that came after me to do the promotion for the whole Democratic Party. And so I says, I can't do it. And so they he started bad-mouthing us and doing the same thing. And so he was taken to court because he owed a lot of debts. And he was in the courtroom and he died flat dead right in front of all of his enemies. All these people were taking him to court. And so uh, he made a promise, but he broke the promise. But God uh, is the promiser. And when God makes a promise, you attack his work and you're going to drop dead. That might not happen when you think, when you least think it. You could be in front of your enemies and you'll drop stone cold dead. Now, I've experienced this so many times. I've seen it happen so many times uh, during my ministry. I've been in the ministry going on uh, 
This coming September, it'll be 44 years that I've been in the ministry. And so I know what the promises of the Lord are. Now, let's get into Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, and show people that this isn't Mother Nature that killed him. It wasn't Mother Nature that brought him back to life. He, he said, I'm promising to you, Lord. So the Lord gave him another chance. He was going to go out to hell. And just because I wouldn't do what he wanted me to do. So many people think that they're going to run, make me do what they want to do. And if I don't do what they want to do, they're going to really cause me a lot of trouble. That's what happened to a bunch of people in this church because I do what the Lord says, not what you say. Or not what anybody in this church says. Because to me, you're nothing. God is something and you're nothing. I don't let anybody rub me. I told my attorneys that just recently. We're on a conference call. One in New York, one in Los Angeles. They said, well, you have to sign this. You have to sign this. And I said, no. Our property is already got that same zoning. And you want me to go in front of all the people in the neighborhood that hate us and ask permission if we can run our church in that area when we already have the permission and we've already have the correct zoning. And they said, well, yeah, I said, listen here, you two weasels. I hired you. That means I'm the boss. Okay. I hired you. I don't allow attorneys to tell me what to do, especially when you're telling me to do the wrong thing. Okay. Now, I've got absolute proof on documents here that that property is already zoned the way that the Department of uh, Housing and so on, whatever it is out there, wants me to rezone it. And they uh, says, okay, so I faxed it to them, and they called the next day and started apologizing. I said, don't ever tell me. When I know something, I'm not lying to you. When I know something, I know it. Now, I don't care if you think you're my savior, you're crazy. There isn't anybody in this church or anybody in this world, if I know what the Lord says, is going to tell me what to do because you're a bunch of pukes to me. But God is everything to me. You are nothing to me. All right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'll feed, clothe, and house you, and I'll preach the gospel to you. And that's as far as it goes. All right? Because before I was saved, I wouldn't even spit on you let alone feed, clothe, the house you. Well, just because I let you know me, you think you're somebody that you can tell me what to do? Nobody ever told me what to do. And so, uh, especially when I know that God is directing me and talking to me on a daily basis, am I going to listen to any puke on the face of this earth? Because you people, even this judge here, had to lie down and uh, with cancer. Okay, now go ahead. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people. Okay, that's what's happening today, folks. You know how many of you have already had your sons and daughters uh, be get taken away from you and put in foster homes? You know why? Because you're a bunch of murderers, thieves, liars, everything. You haven't got a gut in your body or on your body, on your body or in it. Okay, you don't amount to a hill of stinking beans. Not if you're not following the Lord. Or if you think you're going to cause me to make, to do something that you want me to do, and I know it's wrong from the Lord. You're nothing to me. If that's what you aim to do, then what? 
and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long. Yeah, you're going to long for your children. We have people in our church, they were drug addicts and everything, and they took their baby away, and now they want their baby back, now that they're saved. Well, God will give it back to them if they keep uh, his commandments, because they've repented now, now they have to continue keeping his commandments. And then the Lord says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God in all of his righteousness. Do everything that he tells you to do, and then all things will be added unto you. Amen? Amen. These are promises, and God keeps his promise. He's not like the weasels in this world. Then what else? And there shall be no might in thine hand. Verse 33. You won't have any power to get them back. Then what? The fruit of thy land and all thy labors shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always. These these are promises from God, folks. Believe them or, or perish. Then what else? Verse 34. So that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. Verse 35. The Lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with a sore botch that cannot be healed. From the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. Yeah. How many people do you see today that have to have these little uh, scooters? Huh? They can't walk. So one of them, they get up there and say, I went into the kitchen today. Another one says, I got to go to the store. Another one says, I got to come down the stairs. You better be careful that those brakes work good on those uh, scooters because you might come down the stairs a little bit faster than you want to. Okay, then what? Verse 36. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, and there shalt thou serve other gods, wood That's and what stone. you're doing right now, you people in the United States of America. You said, uh, you know, uh, you're saying... Uh, and God bless America. Okay, what for? All right, and then you say that we're one nation under God. No, you are not. You went and given yourself over to another supposed to be king who is actually the Pope, the Antichrist. And you're asking God, after you've given yourself to the Antichrist, to bless you. No, you prefer the blessings of Satan. Not the blessings of God. And God is not going to bless you. He's going to tear your cities to pieces. And then he's going to destroy the earth. And he's going to set it on fire. And you with it. If you don't repent. Okay. Now you can't say that you haven't had fair warning. Now what else? Verse 37. These are promises from God now. Mm-hmm. Then what? And thou shalt become an astonishment. A proverb and a byword among all nations. Yeah, look. All the nations are saying. Uh, we're now a third world nation here. Because... China's making all of our uh, clothing, and uh, Japan is making all the cars, and Italy, and Germany, and uh, we're a third world nation, and everybody's getting their houses foreclosed on. Detroit, uh, the all the different automobile manufacturers have closed down there, and you idiots don't even know that you've had it, okay? That's why you're an astonishment. People that were third world nations are now much more mighty than you. And your automobiles and your clothing and the, we're having to, the Vatican is making us buy food from other nations. 
and they're paying our farmers not to grow food and people are starving to death on the street and they stopped our people the people in this nation from drilling for oil they capped all the oil wells so that we're at the mercy of the Middle Eastern people and you idiots fell for it okay and you're idiots and just as they said before that they're going to take over our nations without firing a shot because they know that you people are like cattle you haven't got a brain in your head and if, worse than that you don't have God and if you went back to God then God would turn everything around and get everything going but it's unlikely that you will because the Lord says that the whole world is deceived by Satan they'll say well you're in the world I'm in the world but I'm not a part of the world I'm not deceived you are not me Okay, then what? Thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations. Yeah, all the nations are laughing at this nation. You stupid idiots, they're saying. Then what? Whither the Lord shall lead thee. Verse 38. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and shalt gather but little in. That's a promise from the Lord. Famine. Uh, no more crops. Then what? For the locusts shall consume it. Verse 39. Right, he's sending all kinds of uh, diseases, infirmities, sicknesses, and also plagues. Then what? Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shalt neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Right, there's all kinds of... Uh, they say that we're not going to have any of this kind of product this year. We're not going to have anything else because of drought or floods or something. Amen? Amen. Okay, then what? The price of food has gone sky high. People are eating, old folks are eating dog food because they don't have enough money. Inflation is here now. Thanks to the brilliance, the idiots that are running this country. Then what? Verse 40. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts. But thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Verse 41, Thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Right, and they are in captivity right now. Uh, they're, they're making you send them to schools that uh, teach them the wrong things, and they're making them hate you. They say that old folks are stupid and that you young people are smart, and that's just the exact opposite. Young people today are as stupid as geese. Very few of them can even read or write. I see my time is up on this program, so this is the time that, you know, the nations uh, of the world should turn around. We have plenty of resources here. They're using our young men to fight their battles for them. We're the bullies of the earth, and they're taking our nation and using our manpower the different uh, graveyards that they bury military people in are filled to capacity. They have to keep finding more places to bury them. There's about 10 women to, women to every man now because of that. Women are no big deal anymore. There's 10 of them to one man. So, look, I mean, let's turn it all around. Let's get a hold of the Lord now and pray that God will save your soul. If you say this prayer... He will save your soul. And I say to him, My Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. 
I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all your former sins, all my former sins, Satan. And I believe, uh, Jesus, that you uh, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart and I invite you, Jesus, you, Father, and the Holy Spirit into my heart right now. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, not even me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And uh, read the King James Version of the Bible. If you have any questions, Get a hold of me and I'll answer them for you. Uh, okay, now, here, Sharon will tell you how to receive a copy of this uh, tape 581, this program 581. Please say whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479 782 7370. That's 479 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, praise the Lord. You folks in all over the world, especially here in the United States, have let many days slip by. And here I am to sing it for you, the days we let slip by. The days we let slip by forever never will return like robins in the springtime when a day has come and gone it is then a part of eternity and time the days we let slip by What we can do tomorrow for us Tomorrow never comes And we're the guilty ones The days we let slip stands before us then we'll fully be aware how much we should have cared 